Music-free version of this and other episodes available on our blog at jetpack1917.info. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. Hey, where's my jet? Kia ora Welcome, comrades, to Where's My Jetpack, a politics and pop culture podcast with sci-fi and socialist leanings. This month, we're discussing extended reality with Lydia Grigorou. So Lydia's appeared on the show before discussing trans rights back in Pride Month. Uh, She's a wage slave and mischief maker from God knows where. She tries to spend her time creating music and hopes to one day be an exalted metaphysician. So welcome to the show, Lydia. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for coming. So we're talking obviously about extended reality, but do you want to define that and maybe some related concepts like augmented reality and that? Well, extended reality is basically like a neologism. Um, it's a new word to describe um, virtual reality, which a lot of people are familiar with the idea of virtual reality. Um, It's in a lot of sci-fi movies and stuff like that. The idea of immersing yourself in a completely digital, like cyber world. Um, Augmented reality refers to the augmentation of the real world through a computer. So it's kind of like um, those apps that you use on your phone, like stuff like Snapchat filters are a form of augmented reality. Um, translator apps where you like hold up your camera to, um, to a language that you can't read and then it translates it for you, that sort of stuff, that's augmented reality. Um, Pokemon Go is a form of augmented reality. So there's lots of technology that already implements virtual reality and augmented reality. Um, Extended reality refers to basically the whole thing. So virtual reality, augmented reality, and what's known as mixed reality, which is really just like augmented reality plus. So it's basically like um, in augmented reality, a lot of things are kind of weird. There's the depth isn't right. And so you can, things can't be behind objects, for example, um, because the your camera doesn't perceive the object. But um, mixed reality refers to technology that tries to detect those objects and actually kind of interact with the world around it. So the computer is there, there's information there and it's interacting with the objects that are around it and in all forms of dimensions. Um, So that's what mixed reality refers to, and I'll talk a little bit more um, later about uh, how that could be implemented. But yeah, that's basically what extended reality means. Um, It's mixed reality, augmented reality, and virtual reality, and all of the technology that tries to achieve those sorts of goals or ends. Yeah, and one reason this has been a bit of a talking point recently is because of the metaverse 
Uh, do you do you want to talk at all about about the metaverse and what's going on there? Well, yeah, that's that's a very um, popular topic at the moment because it's you know famously tanking Facebook um, when they put all their chips on it, and you know you have a lot of people um, talking about why would they do that? Why would they waste all their money making this basically a shitty video game? And um, what they the reason is that they want to create an infrastructure and move people onto it in a way that they already did in terms of social media being integrated with advertising and stuff because that's where money was made in advertising they got a lot of what's termed in economics network benefits from creating and controlling and maintaining this network where ads were you know started being introduced at some point and then they just made so much money because everyone was on this site um and that meant that everyone could be there so they basically had a monopoly on that infrastructure what they wanted to do is do that but basically bigger with technology that's why they have invested so much money in their vr headsets and um and they're buying up all these virtual reality studios because they want to make a virtual reality infrastructure where they can put people on have people on there for some reason, whatever reason they come on for Facebook to talk with people, share photos, um, have meetings or whatever, you know, have their groups. Um, he thought maybe we could create technology and make people go onto that. And that's where we'll make some really big bucks advertising on there eventually. So we need to buy up all of the developers before anyone else gets in there. So that's one of the reasons that they started to do that. but. The reality is that the technology is not quite there for virtual reality to be as realistic as a lot of people would want it to be in order to move a lot of their activities onto it. Um, Facebook was a website that was when on its launch easy to use and it um, coincided with the release of smartphones as well. So, you know, you have a lot of people with phones. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, being able to do things like share photos on a site like that, on an app like that, um, it was very, very useful. So it was kind of right, right place, right time kind of thing as well. And and um, they're at the right place uh, at the wrong time, I think, right now in terms of virtual reality and how viable it would be to a market in terms of like being able to be capitalist as fuck and generate a bunch of ad revenue. Yeah? And that's where we see it failing because people don't have confidence in it. They lose, they lose confidence, and um, and because you know they're throwing all this money at, at something that doesn't really appeal to people. That makes people kind of it's like a feedback loop. It makes people lose even more confidence in it, um, and it makes them double down a lot of the times as well. So this could be you know the beginning of the end for Meta really, in terms of you know where it's going but the thing about like augmented reality is that something that is very useful to a lot of people so um, I think in the future we'll see a lot of augmented reality and mixed reality applications sort of like what Facebook wanted um, to do they wanted to move people's calendars and work meetings and all that sort of stuff onto these virtual reality networks when really where the the ad revenue would lie would be in mixed revenue marketing because you know you could have if objects could interact with the real world you could have virtual billboards freaking anywhere 
and it would be way easier to move people onto something where they just hold their phone up or like, you know, have a pair of glasses that connects to their phone or something like that through Bluetooth or something, you know? And it's much easier to do in terms of technology. And it's, I think, where the technology, where they should have tried to put their chips um, and move, like try and make their metaverse or whatever. So there is actually some direction that this whole extended reality technology is going. And some of it is, you know, potentially dystopian. And I, I think it's good to not lose sight of that, even while we're laughing at the tanking of meta and all that stuff. One thing I find quite funny about all that uh, metaverse aesthetic stuff is that it's it's very 90s. It, it reminds me of uh, if, if anyone's seen the Community episode where, where the Dean gets really into virtual reality as like the future of, of interfaces. And it's sort of, it's like the, the funny kind of retro futurism and that this mm -hmm. is the future that people imagined in like the 90s and now looks incredibly yeah. tasted. Uh, and that's yeah. essentially what the metaverse uh, at this point seems to look like is is like the cheesiest future that people imagined in the 90s pretty much mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like the the sort of failed form of retro futurism but yeah. you know you you are kind of also saying that they are there there is a bit of a logic in trying to be ahead of the curve in terms of this extended reality and and getting in on extended reality and you you touched on advertising which is obviously really essential to facebook's business model so do you want to talk about the role of advertising in extended reality? Well, um, like I said, it, at the moment, it's kind of more just the uh, potential for it because it's somewhere where a lot of people don't really explore. So, you know, all these metaverses and stuff, they don't have that many users. Their user base is very, very slim and a product needs to be pretty ubiquitous, I think, before you start making real ad revenue that's not just um, from dick pills and stuff like that. And that's not the only revenue stream though you know these companies also collect people's information and sell it so that's another way that extended reality would be able to make money off of advertising is it would be able to you know track your sleep patterns and stuff like that you know have a have a kind of complete image of you if you ever look at yourself in a mirror wearing these goggles it'll know where you who you are it'll know where you are all the time and it will sell like basically your, your life information to these advertisers who really, really, really want it because they can use it to target ads. So that's probably what you would see a lot is targeted ads like you would in Facebook. Um, and yeah, there, I mean, obviously there's implications for that that we could probably work on deriving from the, the story of social media in general and, and how advertisers have uh, managed to take advantage of, you know, people wanting to use these services or having a need to use these services. Um, and be willing enough to you know sell their information because a lot of people know that they're selling their information um, and a lot of people are actually okay with it um, you know they get to use the service for free uh, but you know these there's there's a there's an agenda here it's 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 nefarious and and um, it's, it's a little bit dystopian I, I feel like social media and advertising like was far enough when, when I first like came across that I was like well there's, there's slightly something late capitalist dystopian about this but um, yeah, I, I assume when, like, if and when um, mixed reality becomes a lot more integrated into people's lives, which, which, like I said, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it will. 
I think that there will be a lot of money to be made and it will just plunge us deeper into a capitalist hellscape. Do you want to talk a bit more about what that might look like, like if we're moving towards kind of an extended reality that's based in advertising? I mean, you don't have a crystal ball, but what the direction of that might be? So, you know, you could theorize in a lot of ways. You could start from where we are right now, for example. So there's companies like Niantic, the company behind Pokemon Go. They're the ones who made that. And they are very passionate about augmented reality and mixed reality as a potential for uh, human emancipation and stuff. The CEO's statement even reads like, like a utopian manifesto. The, the title is something like, let's not turn this into a dystopian nightmare and it was um, totally just shitting on the metaverse and what that could be and then he starts talking about the way his company's technology could be integrated it would help people be healthy and interact with the world outside rather than just being stuck into your screen um, and all that sort of stuff and that kind of sounds chills down my spine a little bit because people fucking love that you know positive let's improve everything sort of attitude it's about being productive getting stuff done being healthy and i think that's you know a product like that if it was ready to go out would be widely adopted quite a lot i think especially if a brand like apple was doing it for example which is a possibility and so this company, Niantech, have plans to develop a basically a GPS system, like, like an advanced, very advanced GPS system where they will make map of the entire Earth or wherever you're using their devices. They'll know where the walls are, where um, what, what uh, materials they're made out of, all that sort of stuff, because they'll keep a log of it when people use their product. And so the, the start of that project is creating this GPS-like map where they can start to build that sort of world on it. And so what you would end up is kind of like an infrastructure that's like a digital world map of the world. And that's how objects in that reality will be able to um, be integrated with the ones in real life. So for example, you could turn your door into a calendar just by, you know, writing on it with your finger um, and it will always be on that door. The computer will, will know that there's a door there. It'll know what it's made out of, how dense the material is and all that sort of stuff because it will read it. It will keep a log of as much information as it can and it will make a map of the door and it'll make a map of, you know, whatever you want to do to it. And as you move, the actual picture on it will move with your wearing. And, you know, there's implications for advertising to you on your door, implications for advertising to you when you're looking in the mirror. Maybe you're feeling a little bit self-conscious and the glasses can tell that and then it knows that you're in that state. So then what does it do with that information? And then another thing is, is you can um, label people as things as well. So if you're walking uh, down the street, you can see people's ratings for all sorts of things if you've got the right app sort of thing it will yeah be able to track people tell their you know addresses if they're using like the same sort of app or whatever you know which has some cool implications if you like are a fan of a particular like series that doesn't have a lot of fans for example you go out and uh, look into a crowd of people and you'll be able to see like instantly who there shares the same interests as you and that could potentially be a really cool technology is finding you know being able to find people out in the real world when you're doing daily activities and stuff like that. But then, you know, you can also use it to, you'd be able to cyber bully people in real life. 
basically. Um, if people would be able to hack into different things, they'd be able to show you whatever um, on your walls. And then, you know, you get to the point where it's like, put down your glasses. But we all know with, you know, cell phones, it's really hard for people to put down their cell phones and it's hard for them to get off Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. So if glasses technology becomes um, ubiquitous like that, then, you know, stuff like cyberbullying will become like a, a bigger issue like we've seen in the past. So there's, you know, another potential. You can use your imagination. Let it go wild from that point, because if you've got a digital map of the world and, you know, you're living under the circumstances we are, you could do so many things with that. Do you have any thoughts on cryptocurrency? Because uh, obviously a lot of techno-utopianism that exists right now, to people who are probably most invested in techno-utopianism have been the crypto people. So do you have any views on extended reality and cryptocurrency and crypto, all that? Well, I think that there would be uses for cryptocurrency on a extended reality infrastructure, just like there is on internet infrastructure infrastructure nowadays but it would be just as volatile and stupid and you know wouldn't become the thing that it's supposed to be because it's basically just like a, a weird pyramid scheme that wastes a bunch of energy but I, I think that the thing about crypto bros themselves and their flag waving for this technological advance is that they don't understand that a lot of the forces that we're living under kind of dictate how technology is used. They don't go that far. And so they don't see that, you know, states obviously would take control of any sort of digital currency if it became big enough. They would, the states would just control it. They'd use their reserve banks to, you know, make their own currency or whatever they do um, and turn it into a currency. So there could be a digital currency in the future, but it's not going to be the decentralized utopian free market that crypto bros would like it to be because there's just too much power behind this technology if it becomes adopted then it exists in a vacuum until someone comes in and, and takes advantage of it and then has a bunch of power over people so like the yeah the volatile nature of it is just not even worth considering as anything that would be around long term and even if it was ubiquitously used, I think it would probably be dropped in favor of currency that has more backing behind it. Can you talk about the, because you talked about Nyan have a sort of utopian articulation of their aim, uh, and obviously we've touched on crypto bros having this utopian vision, but can you talk about whether there are potential pros to extended reality and, and what they may be. Well, like I said before, you could meet someone with similar interests as you, and that could be really, really useful. You'd be able to do things like track people's whereabouts that are missing a lot easier. You could use it for edu an educational tool. So like if surgeons could use that, had access to that sort of technology, the sort of study they could do at home would be crazy. They'd be able to basically perform surgery on a human body, but not have like anything actually there. And so that, that would, yeah, a lot of education benefits. And you know, you'd be able to do really, really cool stuff stuff like just look up at the sky and it will tell you what type of like maybe there's an app that tells you what type of cloud you're looking at and people will have a lot more um, idea about clouds you could walk around your neighborhood and see a bench and a lot of people will have written a story about the bench and where it comes from that sort of thing so there is I can see why why people would you know fall into that line of thinking of like there's so many possibilities of how it could connect people on like to the outside but when money is the 
bottom line and labor economics works the way that it does and global trade works the way that it does. I think a lot of those potential positives would be kind of the side piece to the nefarious stuff like the, the you know, cyberbullying and the um, advertising revenue and selling your data, etc. Yeah, I, th- I think it's that general extension of like what we could call surveillance capitalism that, you know, yeah. if the reality that's extended is the extension of basically surveillance capitalism into more and more spheres, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's just making the panopticon bigger to move more people into it, basically. Do you have an impression of, A, how widespread is it already? Like, you mentioned that there are apps that we already use that are augmented reality. But sort of how widespread is, is it already? And do you have an impression of how quickly things might change in terms of the extension of it? Well, mixed reality is much more limited in its application than augmented reality, which is very widespread. Like I said, something as simple as the translator on your phone camera is an example of augmented reality or a Snapchat filter is an example of augmented reality. Mixed reality is a little bit, there's a little bit less of it because you kind of need what Niantic wants to do, which is, you know, build that map of the world. So there's that, but I think Minecraft, potentially, there's there's a form of Minecraft that counts as mixed reality. You can kind of scan objects and it interacts with them. And I think that uh, another Nintendo game, I think that the Mario Kart one, potentially, serves as an example of mixed reality where you have a race car circuit around your house with a go-kart. Those are examples we see so far. With virtual reality, it's mostly games. And that's why the metaverse is getting roasted so hard because, you know, it's gamer territory. Yeah. And how about ownership? Like, obviously, social media as it as it currently exists has, has very centralized ownership. Is extended reality likely to be as centrally owned? Are there sort of alternative paths that could occur? Do you have any views on the potential paths in terms of ownership of this technology and, and sort of reality? There is a race between a few places to get something realistic like that off the ground, including Apple. So I think Apple is someone we could see heavily implementing that technology. But as soon as they start doing it, you know, someone else is going to do it, do something similar. Everyone's going to try and make something. You'd see the power spread basically kind of how it is already. Maybe it would turn because of something or another, but I think, you know, Apple would have a stake, Alphabet, like Google and stuff would have a stake. And Amazon is probably going to do that sort of thing as well as well as I'm sure some Chinese firms will probably try and um, get in on it as well. You know, they probably already use it a lot to a degree because, you know, they have infrastructure that maps out stuff in China. So they could potentially make something like that um, pretty easily. And can you imagine, like, clear the map completely, the social map of what currently exists? Could extended reality work in a way that was driven by more positive imperatives and what might that look like absolutely so um what i was saying before just the cool things you could do is is a benefit the educational benefit is would be good there would be lots of benefits to engineering if you know if you can build a bridge 
you can really tweak it and stuff like that to make sure that it'll be, it'll be the safest. You can be the most efficient with your resources. It can, you know, calculate how, exactly how long will need to, what process will need to happen, that sort of stuff. So it could speed up a lot of infrastructure growth in the real life from, you know, the, the benefits to, to engineering design and stuff like that. And you'd be able to go around your neighborhood and, uh, you know, see the most traveled paths and stuff like that, which would be cool. <laughs> but you could also see uh, like where would be good to avoid if there's a like traffic jam somewhere, for example, or if there's an accident somewhere, then, you know, your glasses can tell you there's an accident that's just happened up ahead, be careful, or like someone speeding behind you, that sort of thing. So it can probably help um, driving to some um, extent. And just navigating in general, like I said before, you could probably use it to, to find missing people a lot easier. But, you know, I guess the flip side of that is always you could use it to stalk someone a lot easier. So, yeah, those are some pretty big benefits, I think. Just the, the educational and the engineering benefits alone, I think, are, are enough for it to be a technology that should be developed and should be used for, for good reason. You mentioned that point that we've all sort of agreed already to, to sign our data over. And I think that that's kind of a whole thing where, as you say, these, these companies have laid out the infrastructure. What possibilities do you think there are for kind of resistance and for sort of refusal of, of that consent? And what do you have any thoughts on what that might look like? I think it would look like workers taking control of the companies that make the technology. I think that would probably be the best way to alleviate a lot of the bad sort of potential things this technology could could have, I think, is if workers controlled the companies. So that, you know, starts out with them being unionized. Yeah. So seize the means as usual. Seize yeah. the means as usual. Like I'm talking like, you know, Apple and Amazon and, and all those places. Yeah. These technologies being developed, as you say, have positive applications. But if they're all being organized around the principle of how can we create the best targeted advertising or surveil people to the nth degree. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. a lot to think about. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Been a pleasure. And thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoy what we do, please contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash jetpack1917. Good night and good luck, and we'll see you in the future. You have seen this incident based on sworn testimony. Can you prove that it didn't happen? We once laughed at the horseless carriage, the airplane, the telephone, the electric light, vitamins, radio, and even television. And now some of us laugh in outer space. God help us in the future. Saturday morning, I take a turn at the skillet. I burn some eggs, boil coffee, drink a cup, then refill it. I read some pages of the paper, mostly look at the pictures. There's a drip at the faucet, so I fumble with the fixture. We take our own showers, wash our own hair, make our own beds, push in our own chairs. I thought all this stuff would get done for me. A robot moves along while I sit under a tree. I thought we'd control wind and rain, cure all sickness, eliminate pain. I wanted mind reading gadgets to cater to my wishes. Want a self cleaning kitchens and not sticking dishes. Where's the end of all freedom from disease? Where's the milk and honey? 
see and win all the crime-free cities. Rockets on the backs of win all the smooth-moving sidewalks. It wins my jet. On the table at 6.45 Rocket to the moon and race right Back to my holograph And my new jet backpack I was gonna watch your dreams On a flush mounted giant plasma flat screen We were gonna live forever With a wish and a pill And the pull of a lever Heaven on earth in a God-free zone Where we all get along and no one's alone A paradise of plenty where nobody lacks We all flying around with our own jet packs Where's the end of war? Freedom from disease Where's the milk and honey? You see the shining sea How come there's rats in my kitchen? Monkeys on my back Where are all the monorails and sky trams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. my jet In a God-free zone where we all get along and no one's alone A paradise of plenty where nobody lacks We all flying around with our own jet <laughs> packs